when I started my spiritual quest as a child, I didn't really have any direction. I didn't really have anyone giving me direction as to what that search was all about. And I just had to kind of create it as I went along. And I tried my best to figure out what it would take to get back to God. What it would it take to wake up and know God inside of me. And I began to look at the Bible. I began to look at different philosophies and teachings out there. And it was a bunch of words. And the words gave me a little bit of an understanding, but yet they were just words. They didn't really give you a sense of what it was you were attempting to do, which was to know God, to, to wake up and be once again in that essence. So I just began praying. I began to pray. I began to ask. I began to talk. I began to seek. I began to long. And in all that, I found a movement. It was always a movement of loving. But yet it didn't seem to move me into that place of being, of knowing, of experiencing that which I felt I wanted, which was God. And yet at the same time, there was this part of me that knew what I wanted. And I thought to myself one day, if I know what I want, why can't I have it? If I know what it is I'm longing for and where I want to be, why can't I be there? I heard inside of me a very simple little voice say to me, Maybe you're already there, and you just don't know it. And that changed my whole journey. Maybe you're already there. So maybe there was no place to go to. Maybe there was nothing I had to do. Maybe it was just to be in that which I already am in, which is God. So... Rather than trying to be on a quest, on a search to get from here to there, my quest then was to wake up. To wake up into the knowing of God that is in me and that I am in. And that was a whole different quest. And then it was a process not so much of trying to gain God, because during this time, I was also going to different churches and synagogue and all, and I would listen to all these different people talking about God and talking about the journey and, and what we had to do to deserve God's grace and what we had to do to, to be good, good souls. You know, and, and part of it was about doing good deeds in the world and, and you know, being loving and good to others so that you know, you're good, being good to yourself. And it, it, I realized that was all out here and moving and trying to gain something. And so I just began to be. And I would sit and I would just love God. I would love God, I would love God, I would love God, I would love God. And these things would rise up inside of me, these thoughts, these feelings, these wants. And they would get in the way of me loving God. And if you've been doing the meditation we've asked you to do, I would hope that you've had the same experience. 
where you're sitting there and just loving God and opening to receive God's love, and instead of something called God's love come into you or be present and awake in you, you all of a sudden find, well, the mind's in the way, the emotions are in the way, your desires are in the way, and now what do you do? Well, that's the thing you want to be aware of. Those are the things you want to look and realize that that's what's keeping you from the knowing of the Lord, of the God that dwells within you. Oftentimes I say, you and the Father are one. There is no separation. Your soul is a divine, loving essence of God, a divine spark of God. That is God. And that which dwells here and that which lives and experiences here is soul, is God. And that is who you are. And it's hard to comprehend at this level that this is God. Oh, that can't be God. I'm not God. But you are. That which you are is God. But all this other stuff that separates you from the knowing that you are God, that you are a part of God's essence and a part of God's movement, and that you are now God, not separate and not having to earn your way into God, but you are God, one in God right now. The only thing that separates you from that is all these qualities of mind, emotion, imagination, and the physical. That's what separates you. All the elements of that physical nature is causing you to feel separate from and to believe in separation and to believe in unworthiness and to believe that you have to do something in order to earn your way back into God. But there's nothing you have to do other than to stop for a moment Isn't that the directions, be still and know that I am God? Be still. So we have to move into a place of stillness. But it's not a stillness like we hear about a lot in yogic, in Zen practice, of stilling the mind. It's not that kind of stillness. Stilling the mind still does not take you into the true knowing the true experience of who you are as divine. That's just stilling the mind. But it's still focused in the mind, stilling the mind. And we need to go into that essence of soul itself. There's a statement which we've used and other teachers around the world and through history have used on this journey of saying that everything in this physical creation came out of nothingness and it must return to nothingness for us to go into the truth. Well, that's the truth. If you look on the chart, there's spirit, there's soul, and then there's the unconscious. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was void and without form. The earth is all that is the unconscious, the mind, the emotion, the imagination, and the physical. And the earth is everything that is of the physical nature. 
physical creation, the universes, not just one universe as we know, but many, many universes of the physical creation. And all that came out of nothingness and came into manifestation. Why? What stirred the nothingness into manifesting itself? We did. When we souls came into the nothingness, came into this void, we stirred the water. The waters here were still. There was no activity of the mind. There was no activity of emotion or imagination or a physical manifestation. This was all unmanifested, unmanifested essence of God. And we as souls in the manifested form came into the unmanifest and began to create here. And this is the creation. And this is not the only creation. There's another creation that we have to deal with, which is inside. We've created an amazing world inside of ourselves with the mind, with the emotions, and with the imagination. And with those elements, we have even created a physical form to have an expression and an experience of all those other qualities manifested through the one. And we've done a good job of it in many ways, but we've lost sight of where we came from, of who we really are. So meditation is about going inside and letting go of all that which we as souls have brought into manifestation. Out of the unmanifest, we have manifested. What we have to do is rise back up inside of ourselves, letting go of all of our creation, all of our belief, all of our desire, all of our need, all of our want, and let go of the physical form itself. Just let go of it and rise above it all and wake up again into the knowing of ourselves in the truest form which is soul. And that's the only true form of us that there is. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. I know it makes sense to me because I've walked through it. And I know what it looks like to be lost in this creation, to be lost and wandering and longing in this creation for something. And I know what it's like to both wander in the world trying to find the answer and wandering inside trying to find the answer. Well, I found out one thing. Wandering doesn't do it. Wandering around inside, wandering around outside doesn't give you the answer. Because the only answer is you are the living, loving essence of the Lord and it's for you to wake up and to know that and to begin to live that fully, as fully as you can. And there's no way in this physical world or this physical form you're going to live the fullness of that divine essence because it's divine. It's of spirit and soul in its nature, not physical. Physical.
But even the divine can manifest itself while in the physical if you allow yourself to let go of all the illusions that we have placed between us and God inside. And it's all inside. If we can let go of that and just be in the stillness and be in the movement of the divine inside of us without all these other qualities creating disturbance that stops that flow. I know for myself, it's often my mind that will do the most to get in the way. You need to look and see what is it that really gets in the way between you and God, between you and the knowing. And love it. Appreciate it. Honor it. Don't make it wrong. Don't try to push it away. Don't try to squash it and shut it up. Receive it. Take it in and love it. I have loved every compartment and component and part of myself, my mind, my emotions, my imagination, my physical form. I have loved it all. And I'm ever having to move into a greater level of caring and loving and, and being with myself in an open, vulnerable way on all those levels in order for me to just move freely through them. It's when you make a judgment against something inside yourself, with yourself, that you create a separation between you and the truth of you. Love yourself fully. And seek that stillness inside. Be still. Don't go into meditation asking of God, begging of God, needing of God, wanting of God. Go into meditation to just be in God. To be. And allow yourself to wake up into that essence of self that you are. It's the simplest and the hardest thing to do. It's the hardest thing to do because all these other components of the physical self will do everything it can to stand in the way, to stop you. And it's the easiest thing to do because when you begin to realize that all of this is just an illusion, why believe an illusion? Why chase after an illusion? Has your mind ever told you anything that's real, that's true? My mind tells me something, and the next day it contradicts it. Or my mind will tell me something, and the world will come and prove it wrong. Or the world will tell me something that's right, and my mind will stand in resistance. So I don't fight my mind. I don't fight my emotions. I don't fight any of my of my physical self. I don't fight it. I don't try to control it. I don't try to change it. I appreciate it. I accept it. I honor it for what it has to say and what it brings to me. But then I always look higher and say, I know, I know you're sharing with me your truth, but I know a different truth. And it's that truth that I am living in. 
It's the loving that I am. It is the essence of God that I am. I am living in my soul. And I am living in the truth of that soul and not living in the illusions of this creation. And even though it's real for the mind, I know it's not real. It is something that came out of the nothingness, out of the unconscious, that I stirred and brought down and I am just watching the waters move for a moment and the refraction of light coming into those disturbed waters that have attracted me and that has distracted me from the truth. I have to let go of being caught up in the distraction and just live in the simplicity of the truth. The truth that I am. I am loving, I am God, I am spirit, I am divine, I am soul, I am essence. I am. And that's all found in the stillness. So don't struggle with life and don't struggle with meditation and don't struggle with those components inside. Don't fight them, don't push at them. Don't let them fight you. Don't let them push at you. Just love it all. This pathway we talk about so much is loving, accepting, and forgiving. Love it all. Accept it all. And forgive. Forgive yourself when you don't accept and when you don't love. Forgive yourself and move back into acceptance and move back into loving with whatever it is that's stirring inside of you, whatever is causing disturbance and distraction from your truth. And it's a gradual process. I wish it was instantaneous. And there'll be a day when it will seem like it happened in a moment. But it could take you years to get to that moment. On this inner pathway, of chanting the sacred name of God. Why do you chant that name of God? Why is that so important? Why is that a key that God gave to us souls in these physical forms as a tool to use to get the soul liberated from these physical realms? It's because it carries a frequency. It's because it carries that essence of loving. That sacred name is the movement of God's loving that dwells right here. And it's a true frequency. And when you finally harmonize in that frequency, you'll know it. And you'll be right here in that frequency knowing the simplicity of the truth of who you are as divine. And in that moment, you're going to just snap free, pull free of all these things that have been holding you in bondage for so long because you've given them attention. You're the one who's focused down and out. You're the one who's focused into the mind and believing what the mind is telling you. You're the one that has given permission 
to this world to hold you in bondage here. And it's you, the one, who has to take and withdraw that permission and bring it back, bring it back again to the seat of the soul and give permission for your soul now to begin to live its life consciously and fully. What does Ruby say? Wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep. Shakespeare says, we're in a great dream. We're living a great dream, and it's for us to wake up from the dream and to know the truth. And so it is. We have to let go of those components that have caused us to live in the dream, to live looking down and out and chasing after the illusions, after the disturbance in the waters of the mind. And we have to look up above it and begin to wake up into the stillness once again and go into that greater awakening. Wake up, wake up, and then don't go back to sleep. And believe me, there are some of you here and many on the path of sound and light that have come awake in this lifetime and in other lifetimes. Come awake and been waking up into the greater fulfillment and liberating the soul fully from this physical creation. And then, in a moment, you just turn it around and began to look into the illusion again and follow after it one more time and you went to sleep. It's called wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep. I've been with souls as they are leaving the physical form for the last time. They're taking their last breath and the soul is withdrawing from the body. And those souls that aren't on this pathway, that don't have that sacred name, that aren't focused inward and upward in their daily life, when they leave, they go just so high. And they don't go higher. And usually it's above the imagination realm, which is the astral, and into the emotional. Very rarely do I even find a soul that goes into the realm of mind. But when you get to a certain level, all of a sudden the soul just starts looking back again. They're not ready to go higher. They want to stay where they are or they want to look back down and go back down again. Because they have not trained themselves to keep looking to God, to keep focused inward and upward. And their automatic focus then is down and out. Down and out into the world down and out into the creations that they've been caught up in and they want to stay caught up in them. And I just kind of sigh a little bit and go, okay. And I get to take them down to wherever it is that they need to go as a part of their journey. And some, some get to go to rewards. Those rewards can be many different things. For some, it's going into to the highest level of the imaginational realm, which is the heaven worlds. And there they go into the heaven that they've been longing for and believing through 
their religious practice because they believe that they lived a good life and therefore they get to go to heaven. But they don't stay there for eternity. They stay there only for as long as they have good karma, if you will, good reward to receive. And when that's done, then they might be able to go up a little bit higher and experience beyond that heaven world for a while. But eventually, whether they go up a little higher or not, eventually they're going to come down into this creation again and reincarnate. But when we have the grace anchored in us through initiation and have that sacred name with us, it's the sacred name that the head of the temple of the, in Jerusalem had when he would go and pray in the Holy of Holies for the forgiveness of the sins once a year, he would speak the sacred name, asking God in the unspoken name to forgive the sins of the nation and of the people of Israel. It is the sacred name that has been spoken of by Lao Tzu. It's the unspoken name that has been given throughout generations, throughout centuries, and throughout civilizations. The same sacred energy. The same sacred name. It's grace. It's God's grace that is placed inside each of us at initiation to assist us in the journey. But then it's up to us to keep that name alive. And if we do, and when we come to take that last breath, the grace of the Holy Spirit comes in and takes your hand and you just continue the journey that you've been doing for however long you've been meditating with that sacred name, going higher and higher and higher. And if you've come awake into the soul and into the realms of spirit, you don't come back here. And that's really true. Unless, unless, on the way up, you decide to take a look and see, well, what are they doing with my body? What are they going to do with all my possessions? And people do that. People do that. Well, if you go with me and you do that, you may never hear me yell at you down here, but you'll hear me yell at you up there. And I yell, stop it! Get going! I mean, I, sometimes you really have to because they just can't hear it. They can't hear it. But if they hear it, oh, yes, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> you wake them up. And you'd be surprised how many times the grace of the Holy Spirit yells at you even now, it's not sometimes a simple voice. It's sometimes a yelling voice saying, come on, hurry up, wake up, pay attention, meditate. Let go of that. Stop that. That doesn't serve you. Don't look down. Don't look back. Don't dwell on that. Have you ever heard or felt that that inside of you? 
<laughs> well, stop it. <laughs> this path is about the soul's liberation. It's not about anything else but that. It's not about this world. It's not about getting anything in this world. If anything comes to you in this world, because you're on this pathway, it's only because grace has brought it there. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. It's God's loving bringing it. And then all we have to do is learn how to receive God's loving in all the different manifestations as it moves in our life. You give and you receive. You give unto God God's love and you receive God's love. And you give to God love in the world and you receive from God in the world love. It's giving and receiving. And on that day of your death and you take that last breath, the one thing you want to be doing is giving to God love. Because that's all you are. And that's all you have to give. You have nothing else to give to God. And meditation is about preparing for that day of death. So that you are already in the action of giving God love. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. And allowing yourself to receive that loving. That's what this pathway is about. And it's in that action of giving and receiving that we gain the greater glory, the greater truth of who we really are. And we as souls are liberated. I can tell you this, several of you here in this very room have been liberated before and came back. Came back for somebody else. I've got to take care of them. I've got to help them. I owe it to them. I want to come back down here and experience what I haven't experienced. I want to be wealthy. I want to be powerful. I want to be of service in a greater way. Give all that up. That's the illusion. That's the trap. You cannot serve anybody. You cannot have anything. Because there's nothing here to have. This is all part of the unmanifested, the unconscious, that we have stirred and believe the illusion of this reflective quality of light. But it's not real. It's just a stirring of the waters for the moment. Don't believe it. It's not real. Believe only that which you find in your meditation as you move in loving. Believe the loving. Follow the loving. That loving comes as light. That come, loving comes as sound. That loving comes as an energy that pulls you upward. That's the truth of all that is on this path. And that's the truth of you. You know, I've said it over and over and over, and I'm always going to say it. And that is that one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize you never left the heart of God. 
you've always been in the very heart of God and you've never left. You've never been separated. Well, then what the heck are you doing here? It's because you believe the illusion. You believe the illusion more than you believe the true. The true is, you're in the heart of God right now. The truth is, you cannot leave the heart of God because that's what you are. You are the heart of God. You are the living, loving essence of the Lord. But you turned away. It's like a little child being held by its parent, just being cuddled, and the child is ever looking up at the face of the parent, looking up and loving, and the parent is ever looking at the child in loving. And then all of a sudden there's this flash of light, there's this movement of energy off in the distance, and it's bright enough to get the child's attention, and the child looks out there to see what it was or what it is that's moving, and it looks away from its parent, and it looks and it looks and it goes, what is that? What is that? Oh, I wonder what that is. I wonder if I can go over there and see what that is. And all the time, it's right there in the arms of its parent. But it's looking away, and if it looks away long enough, all of a sudden it forgets where it's at. It forgets that the parent is holding it. And it begins to try to get to that which it's looking on now. And soon, it's in this dreamlike state of dreaming about, well, now it looks like a dog. I wonder if that's a dog. You know, kind of like looking at a cloud and it keeps changing shapes. And we begin to believe more after that than what we know to be true right where we are. And all you are to do now is to stop looking out there. Stop looking at that flash of light for a moment. Stop looking at those formations off on the horizon and trying to make sense of them. And look once again back to the parent. Look back to the truth. Look back to right where you are in these arms and live there once again. You are in the loving. You are the loving and the loved. They say it's the beloved and the lover. And that's who we are. And it's for us to come back, to turn away from the false and turn back towards the true and to wake up to the truth, and to live in that truth. And I know it's a lot of words, and I know it may not mean a lot right now, but one day it will if it doesn't right now. I remember my first teacher, I was sitting, listening to him give a talk one time, and I was in resistance to everything he was saying. Oh my God. You know, I was just biting my tongue. I just wanted to raise my hand and and not contradict him, but question him and doubt him from what he was saying. And oh, there was maybe 150 people in the audience. And he he kind of started walking around back and forth and up and down the aisle. 
And then he walked to the aisle where I was, and he looked over at me, and he said, he, he, he didn't say it to me directly, but he did. He looked over towards where I was, and he said, you know, there's some of you here that don't believe that I know what I'm talking about right now, and that I'm wrong right now. And that's okay. Believe what you want. But I ask you this, don't throw away what I've given you. Rather, take it and put it up on a shelf inside of yourself, somewhere. Put it where you can get to it again. And keep it there, in that place. Because there will be a day when you're going to want to draw that which I'm telling you right now down to see if you can apply it in your life. And it may not be for years, and it may be tomorrow, but keep it close and keep it where you know it, where it is, and you can access it. Well, I thought, wow. Okay, so I took his advice. I didn't throw it away. I took it and I put it inside, and I, in my, myself, I call it the ticky tacky boxes of the mind. I put it in that little ticky-tacky box on the shelf right there and just kind of forgot about it. Years later, I was on an inner journey of meditation and I came up against a barrier inside myself that wouldn't let me go higher. It was a belief system. And that belief system contained some of the energy that I had felt when my teacher had been talking, where I went into resistance. I didn't want to believe that that was true, what he was saying. And all of a sudden, I remembered his words. So take it down. And I did. I took it down. I looked at it. I remembered it. And I applied it. And that barrier just dissolved. I mean, it just like, just broke apart like pieces of glass. It just broke, shattered. And it was gone. And it's never been there again. So do that. Whatever you've heard today here by Brian or myself, and if you don't believe it, if you don't understand it, if it isn't your truth, that's great. That's fine. But don't toss it out. Put it somewhere in your consciousness and just tell yourself, if I need to, I know where to access this. And I will when I need it. And believe me, it'll happen. You'll remember it. You'll look for it. You'll access it. And these words at some level will activate something inside of you to allow you to go higher. I've lived it several times now. And I know it works. And I've lived this sacred name, this unspoken name of God that has been talked about in so many different traditions over and over throughout ages. I've lived it over and over throughout ages. And I know the power of the name. I know the unspoken name. I know the power of the name. And I know what it can do for us. And it wakes us up. 
and it dissolves all those things that stand between us and God. Our beliefs, our desires, our wants, our needs, our angst, our judgments, our fears, all that stuff, it just dissolves it. Of course, then the key for you is, is to not put it back together again. Because I could have. I could have gone back and just tried to put all those pieces of glass back together again and created the barrier. Or I could have created it anew, not even using the essence of what I had created before. Have we ever done that? Forgive yourself for something, only to be judging yourself the next day for it? That's why we say forgive, 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 forgive. Just keep on doing it over and over and over until it's truly dissolved. But the key to forgiveness, the key to transformation and change inside of us isn't just to let go of something that no longer serves us, but to also put something new in its place to live into. We need something to live into. If you've ever gone to an AA meeting where addicts get up and talk, whether it be drug addicts or alcohol, it's very interesting because they'll even say, be ready when you stop drinking, when you stop taking drugs, you're going to replace it with something else. It's going to be donuts. It's going to be cigarettes. It's going to be, you know, whatever. And you do. We all do. The, the animal nature of us, the physical nature of us, it's habitual. And it needs a habit to keep running. So you put something there in its place. Put something there that will serve you. Whatever it might be. Whenever I take something down, whenever I let go of something, I always put something back in its place. And what I put back there is God. I am putting here, I love God. And that which was here and is no longer here now has been replaced with loving God. And you'd be surprised how that works. Over and over I've done that with so many different components of myself. And it takes time for these things to come into manifestation. But if you do it regularly, if you do it daily, if you do it hourly, if you do it, it happens. Things change. You know, a lot of people get initiated and they walk out the door thinking, oh my God, now I'm going to know God. And they come back six months later. Well, my life isn't changing. You know, I chant the name of God every day and it's just as hell as ever. What's going on here? I thought my life was going to change. I've had people say, you know, I got initiated thinking that now all my bills would be paid. Literally, I've had people say this. All my bills would be paid. I was, I was going to be living in grace and God was going to take care of me. Where is it? I go, it takes time. It took time for you to get here where you are right now and it's going to take time for you to let go of it and bring the other into manifestation. It's going to take time for you to wake up and know that you're a soul and to live into that daily. 
It takes time because this is a realm of time. It can take days, weeks, months, years. Well, I had one woman say, if it's taken years, I quit. <laughs> well, I said, but if you quit now, how are you going to know it's not just going to take days, weeks, months? She goes, okay, after a few months, I'm quitting. <laughs> well, she kept doing it till she got it, and it took years. So keep your meditation simple, and keep your life simple. The simpler, the better. Realize that you are soul. You are not any of these other components. You know, it's so funny, and I still go through this in my life today. When I think of myself, there's so many different parts of myself that I can get caught up in and think of. And I have to ever kind of pull myself up and say, no, I am soul. Until I can really, truly know in that moment, there I am. That's me. Okay, that's me. I am soul. I am not all this other. Because it's easy. In this physical body, you go, I, and it's like the mind, the emotion, it's I. I. No, I. I'm the loving. I'm the soul. I'm the spirit. I'm the divine. And all these other things are just instruments of my experience. It takes time to come to that. It's a, it's a wonderful place and an interesting place to live in. I. I learned it as a child. Me, myself, and I. Me and myself are these components here that are the physical nature. I am the one living it. I am the true. I am the only component that really has life, love, joy, peace to it. Me and myself they are just here to give me experience in the world and to understand myself better. But ultimately, all that leads me back into the fulfillment of the I that I am. All right, lots of words. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It is. It's just words until you live it. It's just words. It's just the world. 